Adam Lauda from Mount Langi Ran in the Grampians of Victoria. Good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, so I, I did give a little bit of an intro just earlier. Um, I was so very fortunate to taste the exquisite, I think it was the 2019 Mount Langi Shiraz a couple of weeks ago. Was it the 19th vintage? It was the 19, yes. It was. Yeah. It <laughs> was, oh my gosh. I mean, seriously, I could have sworn there were 10 years on that, that wine. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, and as I've done a lot more research into it, I'd always heard of it, but I hadn't tasted it. And my research into this wine really isn't the reasons why it's so good. It really is one of the most distinguished Shiraz that you can get in Australia. It is, yeah. It, it used to be popular. <clears throat> well, yeah, it was popular in the late 80s, early 90s and critically reviewed worldwide and got quite a following. And then it seemed to just, um, I don't know, it dropped off a bit or people, there was just too much other choice, but it's always been there in the background. So can you tell us, like, let's go back to the beginning, because I know you, you actually started at Mount Langy and then you moved away and you went overseas, et cetera, especially in Napa and you've come back. Let's yep. uh, let's hear your story of uh, of wine, why you love it, how you how you came to be in it, and then, and then we'll sp uh, speak specifically about the wines. So I started working here in uh, late 1998. I grew up just around the corner from here. Uh, I started coming here in the mid-90s. Um, I was friends with the vineyard manager's sons. Also used to do a bit of pest control here. Um, the, the winery expanded in 1998, and Trevor Mars was looking for a cellar hand, and he asked if I was interested. So I took on the role. The first two or three years, I was really just interested in making money. To be honest, you know, when you're 18, mm -hmm. 19, 20, it's just like feels great to have some money. I'm not sure what I'm going to spend it on, but I'll party. And then um, I got encouraged to do a vintage overseas in 2001. I went and did that and it really opened up my eyes. I came back and I'm like, I think this is an industry I really want to be a part of. And yeah, I started to get into wine after that. Right. Okay. So you actually, it was it was quite a, an organic, you, it, there was nothing preconceived. It's not necessarily the wine world that you were born into. You just discovered that it was quite awesome and you were just inspired. Pretty much, yeah. I, was, I sort of had my heart set on being a mechanic or something like that. My dad was a diesel mechanic, yeah. uh, fairly successful one locally and yeah, I was sort of keen on that, and he said, you don't want to do that. It's a horrible job. So, um, yeah, once I started to travel, I realised what a great job it was. Plus, being under Trevor Masters, you know, he was a great mentor. So mm -hmm. um, he really encouraged me to follow my heart and not be influenced by others and, yeah, and to have a good time. So that's how it started out. So Trevor Mast is uh, definitely such a well-known name in the industry. And am I right that this very weekend is the Trevor Mast Tribute Weekend? It is, yeah. So um, there's, they've taken quite a few bookings here at Salador, um, and there's a lot of people coming out to try the mast wines, basically. So we started making a tribute wine to him in 2012. That was the year of his passing. Mm -hmm. um, so we've made nearly every, I think, 2016 we didn't make it because it was a not, not a very good vintage here. Uh -huh. But, yeah, people are getting to taste the back vintages of that and the current vintage and just basically celebrate him. Right. Okay. Isn't it interesting? You say the 2016 wasn't such a good vintage, whereas for most of Australia, it was such a great year. I mean, okay, Barossa yeah. specifically. So, so can we just quickly just talk a bit about that? What was the 16 vintage like? Obviously, not good, but what uh, what were the reasons? We had a massive hail event here, so a lot of our crop got absolutely decimated by the hail. Right. So we we still had a crop, but we probably lost 60 to 70 percent of it and the quality wasn't as good as it could have been sure sure and you're yeah, absolutely it was really basically yeah. just a hail event that sort of ruined that for us right okay and was it very localized like was it just it was yes that, uh, yep. right 
goodness me. So I mean, the, I mean yeah. the way, Great yeah, the Western way that's just a little bit west of us, which you know is also Grampians region. They had a great vintage. Yes, it was yeah, very localized. It just seemed like it was Mount Langer that copped it. Wow, that's such a shame because you are such a small area. I mean, you're you've got basically you're in between the two mountains, aren't you? You've got the Mount Langer and Mount Mount Cole. Mount Cole on the other on the Mount Colum. And the reason you have such glorious, cool climate wines is because of that, that rolling, the, the coolness that goes down to the valley. Maybe I can pick yeah. up, understand how that works. And so it is such this small area that's, um, that is crazy, isn't it? Well, at least yeah. you've had either side of the 16, you had magnificent years. So what would you say is probably the best year since you've been working in wine? Um, I personally think 2015 was a really good season, just generally right. in the region. Like it's just a nice, warm, uh, the weather was very favourable. It was yes. just a really good season. So 2015, but also 19 was very good too. Right. Okay. So at least, at least you had a really good year and went up with a bang before yeah. the hail storm. And from 2020 onwards, it's actually been relatively tough. We've had, um, <clears throat> yeah, it just hasn't been great seasons since. I mean, there's been little passes of good stuff, but generally it's been quite challenging. Right. Okay. Well, let, well let's speak the Shiraz specifically. Um and the reason is it is considered a very distinguished wine. Um, it is extremely, extremely good. Now that's got to come down to also, yes, it's the position of exactly where you are and in that cool climate area between the mountains. But it's got to, you know, it's to do with the soils and everything. So your 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 granite sand and over red clay, and that's yep. actually that's quite a rare combination, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. So we're, it, I think it's relatively rare, like worldwide, but yeah, especially in Australia, it's we're on very unique soils. So there's a lot of granite around us. There's granite mm-hmm. cliff faces and rocks everywhere, like either side of us, basically. So yeah, we're very blessed that it sort of regulates the soil, and the vines are very regulated. So yes, they're not. Um, they never get ground in water. Like it's very free draining. So the vines uh-huh. very well balanced. Yeah, yep. it's it's all extremely natural, isn't it? Like the cool it is, is natural. Yeah. The, everything is just it's 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 the ecosystem is made for producing this wine. Now tell us about tell us about the Shiraz. Tell us about its characteristics and what what makes it different to other Grampian Shiraz. Yeah, I think the the Shiraz here well, it's especially peppery. So it's quite, yeah, there's a lot of, the rotundan levels are very high here. So AWRI have done a lot of studies here and they found that Mount Langy Durand, like our vineyard specifically, is very high in rotundan. So that gives mm-hmm. you that black pepper character. But yes. also the fruit here is is very berry focused. It's not like cherries or plums or anything like that. It's very raspberry, like concentrated raspberry, blueberry, blackberry. It's in that sort of berry spectrum. So you get, it's quite a unique flavor profile that seems to work really well. Yes, yeah, it does indeed. And what would you? Because we do know that a lot of our, uh, a lot of our listeners love pairing food with wine. Hearing it from the winemaker, what would you specifically pair it with? Um, we've been having it with lamb a lot lately because um, we've been butchering our own lamb here for the restaurant or slash cafe. Right. So um, just the other day was it? Okay, what day is it now? Sunday, Friday. We had like a staff lunch. We had rolled lamb. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was really good. It was so good, but just yeah, it goes perfectly with Langish Shiraz. So is it funny? So I think most people would see go lamb and just assume capsap. You yeah. know, yeah. Ste- ste- steak or you know, or beef is is Shiraz. So I like that 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 little bit. Well, so what? Why would you do that? 
But just the, I don't know, it just seems you know, sort of the fattiness and the richness of the lamb seems to match with our shiraz quite well. Mm. It's probably the pepperiness, that, that sort of peppery yeah. character. I mean, if it yep. was a really big, bold, say, Barossan shiraz, it can almost just be too overpowering and that sweetness would come through. They don't actually complement. Whereas because yours is peppery and not doesn't have those elements of the like extremely ripe berries, that, yep. that actually does make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's let's talk at your other wines. Uh, what other varietals are you are you making at the moment? So we do 85% of our production is Shiraz, basically, mm -hmm. but we also have Cabernet, Riesling. Um, there's a bit of Pinot Gris, which we've just started picking last week, so we've just kicked off harvest. Um, there's Sangiovese, Barbera. Uh, we've planted uh, a little bit of Gamay over the back of our mm, property. Yum. There's yep. also Chardonnay as well. So there's a little bit of bits and pieces of everything, but Cabernet and Riesling work really well here as well. Yes, of course it would. We love the cool climate. So, talking Riesling, I'm um, not sure if you just heard earlier. So, tomorrow is International Riesling Day. And right. um, and I, I love it. <laughs> you, you have a little laugh. I love the whole yeah. varietal day thing. I think it's wonderful to celebrate them. Uh, so, apart from your Riesling, um, what what Riesling would you pull out? What are some of your favorites? Um, well, yeah, I've always been a big fan of Lange Rieslings because the, the acidity in the Grampians Rieslings, they really lend themselves to ageing. But um, if I wasn't drinking a Lange Riesling, it'd definitely be a best Riesling. I mean, they, they're, they're so good. Okay. So uh, we were actually speaking a little bit earlier about, um, Dennis was asking about um, about Rieslings. And so how can you tell us the characters, what, what winemaking approach have you taken to create your Riesling? Our Riesling, it's always hand-picked. Um, it's a relatively soft press because we don't, we, don't, we don't want to extract any of the sort of phenolic hardness out of it. So it's mm -hmm. really just retaining fruit freshness, capturing the, the acidity and to the minerality as well. Right. Okay. And yeah, cool ferments just to keep them aromatic. Okay. So so aroma, uh, the aromatics of a Riesling is a very large component of it. And yeah. I think a lot and a lot of people can slightly confuse um, being being aromatic and slightly floral with being sweet. It almost seems like on the yeah. nose that sweetness is going to carry through. Now, that's obviously not for people who really know their stuff in wine like you, but uh, but a lot of people who are still drinking wine who don't know that. So how would you explain to them that what you're getting on the nose is not necessarily what's going to come through on the palate? Oh, it's interesting. I just had this question last night, actually. Oh. Um, it's generally, it's the richness of the fruit. It's not the actual sugar. People often sure. think, yeah, Riesling and Viognier is a classic as well. Yep. People say, oh, it's quite sweet, isn't it? It's actually the fruit. It's the richness of the fruit. Right. So it's basically, yeah, you get all those volatiles, all those rich fruit characters from the grapes themselves. It's not the sugar. So basically they took what you said and say, okay, well, that makes total sense. I think, yeah. you know, once again, when you're speaking about residual sugar and things like that, you know, we, we try and be as... Um, as as common as possible in the way that we describe things. So, uh, but then Riesling is a, um, and you've probably heard this as well. They call it the noble variety, and yep. it's ex it's extremely sensitive to terroir. So, you know, obviously the different regions. And I I think it's lovely that when I'm drinking a Claire or I'm drinking an Eden, I can really tell where it's from. Um, and I'm definitely not a connoisseur in, in Riesling, but it's it's just one of those things. And I think that makes it even more fun for the consumer because they can take that guess of where it is, where it is from. So what so what would you say is specifically terroir about your Riesling? Our Riesling, it's always in, it's got a strong citrus spectrum. It's often, um, you'll see, especially Great Western stuff and here, that 
is a bit of a lime juice cordial sort of character without a sweetness, of course. <laughs> right. But there's always that sort of concentrated lime juice, like a Bigfoot's lime cordial. Uh, and they can have like a dry ginger character as well. It's quite right. a unique profile. Right. But definitely very, they're always quite acidic as well, which is, it's an acidic variety, but um, yeah, they're long lived wines. Yeah, for sure. And the, actually, the acidity is almost what makes it so versatile with food, isn't it? It and is, It's yeah. not actually the characters of the, you know, whether it's citrus, this or that. It's actually the acidity in wine. So just can, can you give us a little bit of an excellent explanation as to why acidity in wine is so important when you're pairing it with food? Sort of if you're having, so for me, Riesling, if I'm having a Riesling and I'm going to match it with food, I probably want it with seafood. So it's good with ceviche or or prawn, any sort of fresh seafood. But the acidity sort of cuts through that um, richness, I guess, of some of those fattier fish. Yeah. There's just a good con- they can, there's either a really good match or a really good contrast. So I think that's why it's so versatile. Sure. Sure. Well, okay. You know what? I wasn't actually expecting to have much of a Riesling chat with you. It was yep. more going to be about Shiraz, but um, I can't wait to act. I haven't tried your white, so I'm really looking forward to that. Now, so before we go, where can people access your wines? And I, I don't even think that you can get your Shiraz at the moment, can you? I think the Shiraz, it's, it's at Solidor currently, but I think right. it's mainly sold out. But um, Dan's carry it. They're the main ones. Uh, yeah, okay, of course, of course, of course, yep. of course. Um, I think this might be coming out. Adam, we have a question for you from one of our yep. listeners. This has come from Kim. Uh, he says, could you please ask Adam what vision he has with viticulturalist Damien for Mount Langy Vineyards in terms of any improvements he sees could be made? Um, yeah, we're not trying to change anything dramatically. Um, we're just trying to chip away and keep things very well balanced and keep the fruit clean. There's nothing massive that we're doing. One of our vineyards, we have another vineyard, which is a little bit north of where I am right now, the Mount Langy site, uh, that's been traditionally spur pruned for the last 25 years. We're changing that to cane prune because we we feel it's going to give better fruit. Mm-hmm. That's the only significant viticultural changes we're making. But otherwise, the vines are so well balanced and looked after here that um, there's not really a lot we need to do. Right. Okay. Like, Sorry, it's not the greatest answer, but yeah. <laughs> We're sort of blessed with really clean fruit here, so there's not a lot of viticultural stuff that we need to do. Just make sure we get clean fruit by the time it's harvest. Again, it's just proof of how like naturally perfect your little spot is, isn't it? Yeah. Like you, you've got natural drainage and everything just happens so naturally and that, that really comes through in the wine. It's quite, it's quite amazing and impressive. I have another question for you. Yep. Uh, this is from Christopher. Hi, Christopher. Uh, he says, hi, Jill. I have a question about Mount Langy Garand wines. What differentiates the Langy Shiraz and the Mast Shiraz? Is it barrel selection or different blocks in the vineyard? They're different blocks. So the Langy Shiraz comes off the original block that was planted in 1969. Uh, it's quite a large block. It's about 15 acres. But the unique thing about it is you can't, from end to end, you can't see either end of the rows. It's quite undulating and, it, yeah, it's on a bit of a curve. Right. It's a very, and it's, yeah, it's on it's on its own roots. So it's cuttings taken from Great Western um, way back in, yeah, the 60s. Um. Yeah, and it's got a very specific profile. So the northern side, which is the lower side, is quite concentrated red flavour, and the southern side, which is the higher end of it, is always a very black spectrum. And we, we pick the eyes out of that, and it, it does come down to a barrel select, but it's a barrel select out of one block. And Masterize is very similar. It's it's on its own roots. It's on a different block. It's a single block. Um, it's, out, it's called House Block 4. It's out front of the house. It's quite a cryptic name for a block. 
but it's a similar thing. It's very red concentrated fruit over this block and it's quite earthy. So you get these kind of smoky, beetrooty sort of characters out of it. Mm-hmm. But the same same as Langy. So Langy's a single block barrel select and a master's the same. There we go. I think perfect answer. Look, this this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, for jumping on this morning. I know we just had a quick chat uh, last week, but I've been so keen to get you on the show, especially since I tried that delicious Shiraz. Um, again, so impressive that it was 2019. So please keep up the good work, and um, I'd love to uh, I'd love to keep in touch with you and get you back on the show again in the future. No worries. Be happy to do that. Thanks for having me.